0: Welcome to this episode of the black girl nerds podcast my name is angelica and i'm your host joining me is my fellow co-host ryan say hey ryan hey uh blessed day blessed day and praise be and um we are going to discuss the ninth episode of this this season of the handmaid's tale titled heroic um i was trying to figure out that title the whole episode like who's heroic and you didn't really get it until the end like oh i see um but it was a very claustrophobic episode i'm gonna say it's the one of the only episodes that is in one central location which is this hospital room
1: and i'm it, and I'm actually still a little hazy on the heroic so I'm like I can't wait for you to like break it down break it down for us <laughs> and I'm still a little hazy on it,
0: yeah, I think um, I think it was kind of obvious towards the end, but i I also think there was an a uh, not so obvious hero in all of this, yeah, um, but it was definitely a very uh not mind numbing, very claustrophobic, very white. A pristine, clean episode. Like I was just like, I need to get out of this hospital. Like they did a great job <laughs> <laughs> of um, conveying this, um, this like very, like I said, claustrophobic atmosphere. Like I, and I'm a person. You know, a lot of people said they don't like hospitals. Yeah, that I'm not that person. I like going to the hospital. Um, maybe I'm weird. Like I loved going to the dentist as a kid. I love going to the doctor's office. Um, my best friend growing up, um, growing up had sickle cell. Mm-hmm. um so she was at the children's hospital all the time I always visited her so we would like she would literally be like in her wheelchair with her IV, and I'd be rolling her around we'd go to the basement and like sneak in the bowling alley you know like it was always okay. fun for me so you,
1: you <laughs> kind of like you on the on the like a positive note you kind of right. knew what you was going through like on a positive like you right. know like, not on a crazy tip that June just took us down, but...
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I live in Delaware, and it's a very world-renowned hospital, A.I. DuPont. Um, yeah. So, it's super fancy. Um, So, my experience growing up was, like, going to this old... I mean, it's not a good thing to go visit your friend, but it was a good thing for her, for me to show yeah, up. Yeah, I was going to say, was <laughs> good, yeah, to have somebody there, and
1: you're, like, young and a kid.
0: Like, I can't imagine, like, if you don't have, you know, somebody like that, like, some kind of support or something. Yeah, exactly. And we would just be in her hospital bed watching movies and just cutting up so i always have for the most part oh, i like it it's a cute story yeah I like that. fond experiences of at the hospital so this kind of flipped it for me or like i'm sorry i'm gonna go on stories one more story so my grandfather um oh, yeah. he had he had to get, <laughs> he, he's probably gonna kill me for this because he does listen uh-oh, to podcasts. podcast uh-oh. don't but kill had, it don't kill it we like these juicy stories <laughs> but he had had to get a hernia removed and like we all went to the hospital to visit him um and he had oh he's gonna kill me but this 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 is funny. I don't care. He has dentures. I mean, he's older. I mean, it's normal. He has dentures. And so, um, he has dentures and my dad was handing him his dentures after surgery. And my dad dropped his teeth. (laughs) (laughs) And my grandfather doesn't get angry very often. So he was just like, God darn it, Michael, uh, 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 give me my teeth. So (laughs) I always have, I've always had fun experiences at the hospital. I've, 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 I've been to the hospital. Like, I don't think I've ever even been hospitalized actually outside of giving birth. I've never, yeah, I've never been, I've never been a patient. So we'll, we'll go with that. So
1: we should have, I felt like I would have been a lot more comfortable if we would have started this episode out with your stories and like <laughs>
0: worked the crazy end. Right.
1: Cause yeah. I was super like, I was just weirded out. I'm going to be honest. I was so like, when I first started this episode, I was mm-hmm. so freaked out. I was like, not the whole hospital thing, because I do fine in hospitals. Right. You know, I mean, I'm not saying I, you know, I, you know, what, like, I guess nobody really wants to go, you know, or have yeah. to be there for somebody you care about. But it's it's never, I've never been that person to just like freak out about it, if you know what I mean. Right, right. Exactly. But, did. Ooh, that scene and like some of the, like the intro that I know you're gonna get into mm-hmm. that freaked me out. I was like, I need to take a little breather for a minute. Yeah, you know, so she get about the hospital? But it t- it almost went like because I'm a, I'm gonna let y'all I'm a little scaredy cat. I don't mm-hmm. do a lot of horror and stuff like that. But it kind of reminded me like if I was like like some of those movies that are out now, like just that suspense and like okay. seeing her get truly lost and like that. You know that like you know whatever she had to do to stay sane because anybody would like in her right. circumstances.
0: Yeah, we definitely I mean we she kinda lost it last week when she basically pushed um and I you know her name is of Matthew, but I'm gonna her name is Natalie, so we're gonna call yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. We gotta use Natalie for this one because yeah, right. this one was emotional. Yeah. Right. So we saw how June pushed Natalie to the breaking point and June kind of lost her mind as far as losing her humanity, um, being a good person. But now she's going down the rabbit hole. Like she's literally going to full out insanity. Um, yeah so that was interesting. gone yeah -hmm. so yeah we'll get into it we're definitely going to get into it so this episode opens off with um a june narration a june voiceover june's um she's been at the hospital for 32 days she says it in her opening narration so imagine being in the same room for 32 days straight on your Uh. knees watching someone uh, essentially brain dead before you and, and all that keeps you company is the sound of these machines um and so June is starting to it's lose crazy. it yeah she's oh yeah she's starting to lose it um and she starts to hear things so like the beeps that do 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 like she hears all the little different machines beeping she starts to sing along in her mind um to this classic 1980s banger heaven is a place on earth <laughs> by belinda carlisle um and she's like she's and i hear it so i'm like okay i'm gonna hear yeah, it, oh, it see there's the heart
1: that's the horror movie for me
0: that's like when they slow it
1: down like how the creators slow it down yes. and everything for you to actually be able to hear it yeah i was like oh my god this episode is gonna be a trip i already knew it from that start i
0: was like oh god yeah and then you know her punishment basically she caused this you know aunt lydia isn't dumb she saw what June did back at Fish and Loaves she caused this issue right and it wasn't just what she did at Fish and Loaves it was her literally mean girling and pushing Natalie into this mental state where she broke down Aunt Lydia told her to call it Weeks before, and she still kept it pushing. So, okay, you did this. Now you're gonna stay here until she leaves. You're gonna be in this room with her. This is your walking partner. You're supposed to look out for each other. You're gonna look out for her. Stay on your knees and sit in this room and deal with it. And right. I can't say I feel bad for June. I didn't feel bad for June during this entire episode. In my mind, she deserved every bit of this punishment. Even though it was super harsh, I didn't yeah. feel I didn't feel bad. I was just like, that's what you get. Like, and
1: I felt, I felt, I don't know if bad is the right word. Cause like you said, she deserved, she needed something. right?
0: She needed There something. was no
1: way she should. Yeah. There was no way she should have walked away from this, how she did, because, you know, even though Natalie has had her issues in the episodes in the past, we've talked about, like, what is she doing? What's going on? Mm-hmm. You still she was still innocent you know it's like it's not like she literally came up behind you like tried to stab you right 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 you know what i mean like she was doing what she had to do to cope like that was her way to get through gilead exactly and so there you know if you're supposed to be all for all the handmaids and everybody coming together you can't just like shun her mm-hmm. you know because you think like you want her to act the way you want her to act
0: you know that's not how it works that's not how it works and um i know it's sidetracking a little bit but have you seen uh dear white people yet
1: no, I've heard good things about. It, but I still haven't seen
0: it. Okay, well, I started watching Volume Three uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and they actually gave like a Handmaid's Tale shout out. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. it was kind of a parody. Like, do you ever notice, like, even on Insecure, where when Ethan yeah. watches these shows, like, it, it's really mm-hmm. like, uh, like, um like parodies of of popular T V shows. Like right, um, right, Barton yeah. and they did like almost like locked like Locked Up mm-hmm. Raw. Well this one they did like a Handmaid's Tale parody and basically the women are um are in gray and you know they still wear their <laughs> wings but you could you clearly know it's the handmaid's tale so basically the main character sam um she's binge watching the handmaid's tale and you see like a scene with the ceremony and um you know the show is very woke right so her boyfriend's like right. isn't this show a little bit like too white feminism for you like isn't this it, why are you watching this <laughs> and it, i mean it speaks true to us because this show we, yeah, we, I know, yeah. we've talked about it before it's about a white woman. It's kind of kind of giving you white savior trope vibes. Um, almost yeah. every person of color has either been sidelined or they have these short arcs where they're killed off. You know, so it's a lot of brown bodies, bl- brown and black bodies left and right. So I kind of thought it was right. funny that a show like Dear White People kind of addressed it. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I know that. I've always been curious yeah, just to see what, like, you know, when you can see it brought up in other forms in Hollywood, right. you know, like when they try to do their own parodies, just like what people really think about exactly. it. Exactly, You know, the fact that we're hearing certain, you know, certain characters of Dear par- disappearing, or there's not a lot of people of color, like you're saying. Right,
0: exactly. And um, the character on the parody in Dear White People, her name is July. And she's like, I cannot believe what this country has come to. How can they do this to us? And then there's like a black <laughs> handmaid next to her. And she's like, Yeah. Ooh, what a concept. Like, it's like something. something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing, yeah. It's something that we deal with all the time as Black people in America. Um, Just some of the things that even, like, not even just Black, brown, whatever. Like, look at what happened in El Paso. Like, people literally will hate you because of the color of your skin. And then we have a show like this where it's just like, oh, whoa, the white girl. Which, you know, I love the show, but let's be real, so... Yeah,
1: you yeah. know, with some of the stuff they're going through, you're thinking, because, like, when I mentioned last week uh, about, like, you know, wanting to see, like, because uh, I think I think you mentioned we have seen a, um, a commander or mm-hmm. a wife that's been black or, like, of color, right. and they were just in a blending in the background, so maybe you didn't notice it as much. Right. But do I really, I'm like, do I really want them to be in that forefront? Right. Because this society, like, I don't know, either way you turn, it's just messed Everybody up. Everybody gets Every time you think about some of the stuff, yeah. And that's what, so it kind of makes me think,
0: yeah. And that's what I almost kind of like. And it sounds bad, but it's almost like now you guys know what we feel like day in and day right, out. Right. Like you can see that okay, just be, you, your color doesn't really matter in society for the most part. If you're a woman, mm-hmm. they put you down regardless. So like now you see what we go through in our daily lives. I mean, it's an extreme form of it, but it's almost like everybody is right. oppressed with the exception of the elite, no matter their skin color. So I just I thought that was funny like a little cheeky um reference in dear white people so that's my tangent for the day uh, yeah thank you dear white <laughs> thank people. you um so <laughs> so basically she's singing a song in her head and it's i kind of find it ironic that the song is heaven is a place on earth but she's literally trapped in hell like yeah yeah
1: like <laughs> it's like literally the opposite of this
0: song and, i mean it was already hellish for her being in gilead but now she's like in, like, the seventh circle of hell in the coldest yeah. region, you know, Um if anyone is... Right. And that's what
1: I feel bad for her. Like you said, she totally deserves something because she was going to be, like, legit out of control if they would have let this just pass. Like, she would have thought she can get away with, like, whatever she would have right. Like, she would have been out of control but i just felt bad for that reason like you just see and you know like there's some because i know you're getting to mm-hmm. it there's some scenes when you see your knees and stuff and i'm just like yeah i cannot imagine 32 days and you like coming up with songs that match the beats and the machines and stuff <laughs> i was like oh my god Gotta do
0: something with yourself it's akin to um like another thing a show that i was watching i was watching when they see us and it finally took me a couple months to get around to it just not because i didn't mm-hmm. want to deal with the subject matter Uh, because I see a lot of people didn't want to watch it. I just... There's I got so much going on. I just didn't get a chance to watch it, so I watched it last. Yeah, still having like I feel
1: so bad because everybody like was at the office talking about it. I was like, oh my god, I gotta watch. Yeah, I feel
0: like this. It's like required viewing for anybody, like especially people of color. Yeah, Um, so I watched it. Um, and there's an episode that really touched on what it's like to be in solitary confinement, and that's basically what they did to June. Like they put her in. I mean, uh, although she was there with the person, but uh, at this point, Natalie is brain dead. She's in a coma. Um, right. they're she's in this hospital because they're monitoring her fetus um, but June doesn't really have anyone to talk to she's in this room day in and day out and she's in this you know on her knees with nothing to do she's literally in the hole um and so it's mm. it's driving her insane um and so she, you know she thinks she's she starts to hallucinate so she sees a bunch of young ladies a bunch of young girls in pink um uh, now po- i like to point out um at that age um they're trying to build this new world right because the fertility rates are so low so th- these girls will become right. um hopefully as long as they're able to quote unquote flower give birth um they will either be a wife or a handmaid so they're in pink and Hannah was also in pink, her daughter. So she sees them walk by. At the time, she thinks they're hallucinations. Um, but we learn later in the episode that these are girls that are coming in here for uh, appointments. Um, so June is, yeah. is, June is losing it. June is slowly losing her mind. She's like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Um, and then, you know, she does get visitors here and there. Um, the wives come to pray over the baby. And I, I think the fact that June is sitting there with nothing to do, she just has a heightened sense of smell, of yeah. sight, just of everything. Um, so she notes that these wives smell like powder and soap. Like they smell like the ceremony. Um, they smell like Serena Joy did when she held her down. Um, and I was just like, okay, that's deep. Um and then
1: <laughs> Yeah, like when she said that I was like, oh, oh wow. Boy.
0: And then, you know, later on. There's handmaids. Uh, Aunt Lydia brings in handmaids, and June notes that they smell like onions and oranges and bread and fish. They smell like fish and loaves. Um, and then she notes Janine smells like tape and pus because you know uh, before Natalie went down, she she, she took out Janine too. Oh yeah, she was, <laughs> she was swinging. swinging on yeah. she was swinging before she went down. Um, and then she notes that the room itself smells like citrus and ammonia. You know things that we used to find in bottles. You know I have my good old breeze my good old clorox wipes um things that it used to sell before you know the fall of the u.s and before gilead came to power yeah. and then she even says of matthew smells like sweet decay like wet leaves like a baby and I was like, "Oh
1: no!" I um, was like, "Oh no!" I was like, "It's time to get about this room." I was like, "No,
0: babies nope. don't smell like that, sweetheart." I mean, maybe out the womb they do. You know what? Um, when when you pull them out, they got all this muck all over them. I'm sure they do smell like sweet decay. uh <laughs> so boy, I was like, just the just like the thought of all those smells she was talking about, though. I was just like. no i was just like i cannot imagine (laughs) it was very visceral i i I, you know and like i said her just being in that room she's gonna pick up on everything because she literally has nothing else to focus on um so yeah Yeah.
1: and even focusing on that stuff i feel like was not helping at a point you know what i mean like even though she was trying to find
0: something because like you said just sitting there staring you had to find something to do yeah definitely affected her mental state um and so um i like to say this next scene i call it the strong knees scene um i don't know if, i don't know if you've been aware of the movement lately with with hot girl summer and the city girl summer and the strong knee movement these girls like megan the stallion out you know on her you know uh twerking but like they're like oh she got some strong knees so she could drop a low i don't know why <laughs> they really they hilarious so i'm hilarious. like oh june got them strong knees too so oh yeah,
1: yeah she was <laughs> for the strong knee crew
0: Our Sierra has strong knees all down so anyways Jude is made to kneel most of the time um with the exception of her going to bed um and s- sleeping on the side of where uh, of Natalie is she is on her knees kneeling the entire day um so at this point at- atrophy has like set in uh she can't really walk because she- she's she's she hasn't used her legs much so so when she gets up you could see the scabs on her knees where she's been made to kneel she's having a hard time walking and she thinks to herself like am I going crazy like what is happening like is this a dream I want this to end so obviously she is there because she has to stay there until of Matthew dies essentially gives birth and dies so she wants this to end so june makes her way over to where um i keep saying of matthew where natalie's sleeping and she pulls all she pulls on her breathing tube and you can see like she wants to end this and that means ending natalie um but here's the thing homegirl is heavily monitored so as she pulls this breathing tube alarms start to go off um so june runs back to her spot and the doctors come in and kind of stabilize her stabilize natalie and then, then you see like the days start to blend together because at this point she's staring at the doctors taking care of Natalie and the next, the, the very next moment it's daylight. So it's like these days are blending yeah. together. She has no, I don't even know how she kept track of the fact that it's been 32 days. Um, Cause after right. like a week I would have been done keeping track, but it's, it's still going. These days are still blending together. She's in and out of consciousness, to be honest, she's not all there. Um, so,
1: and I'm also wondering, is she like, is she, can she shower? Like, is there a, like, is there, are they bringing her like meals in between, you know and I'm just like one, like, you know, stuff that I guess we just supposed to automatically just know, I guess we're she's allowed
0: to bathe. She's allowed to eat. Um, but I think the, the director of this episode, the writers just wanted you to focus on the fact that she's sitting there. And she's not going anywhere, right? And this is her 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 new normal, her new reality, until you know uh, Natalie gives birth. Um, so we, you know, she wakes up again, essentially from one of these like almost like fugue states. She wakes up and she's surrounded by handmaids. They're praying over the baby. Um, And you see Janine next to her. She's very uncomfortable. She has her hair over her left eye. And Aunt Lydia chastises her. And she's like, "Uh, vanity is a sin. Like, put your hair back. And Janine's like, it looks disgusting. Like, it's already bad enough the girl lost an eye. Now she has this nasty, gross scar.
1: And I'm like... Ain't this like the fifth time she done got beat? I was like, come it's on, like Lydia, just leave alone. alone. I was like, this is like the fifth beating, beating yeah, or something. She she's she to beat her. up
0: and left and right. Like, give the girl a break. Let her put her hair. Let her, let her do that side swoop. Let her do that side swoop bang. Yeah.
1: I was like, come on I now. Like, why you let her get her on? on.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, they're praying. Uh, one of the handmaids actually kind of like grips um, June's, you know, thigh. Like, you know, I'm here for you. Um, But they actually have to clear the room because... uh natalie starts to have complications she starts to seize um aunt Lydia's is like oh my god what's going on and june kind of at this point has completely lost any part of her that makes her human she's basically a robot at this point and she's yeah. like she's having a seizure if you're lucky you get to see her you know crap herself um so aunt Lydia's like you are heartless like you are cold. Yeah. If Olivia's in now, you know. Oh, so she just prays over Natalie. She just hopes the baby's fine. And you know, June prays like, I hope that baby dies. I hope they both die. I want this to be over. Um. And so the doctors come in. They're checking on her. And this is like you. This is one of the scenes you didn't like very much when they perform like this knee surgery on her. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I was totally looking away. I saw like as soon as I saw the first cut, I was done. Yeah, like, oh, uh, like, you know.
0: this thing didn't give me as much as the the next couple scenes. But we'll get to it. Uh, but basically, oh yeah, the whole episode, Angelica, just the whole just, episode. Uh, okay? Just the whole so episode. the doctor is cutting her knee <laughs> because he's going to insert a tube in her femoral artery that's going to increase. Um, blood, fo- blood flow and fluids because the baby needs as many fluids as it gets, as it needs and um, it also is going to help prevent these seizures that Natalie's having um, and then the doctor just says like, you know what, stitch it up, don't worry about the scar, obviously they don't care about scarring because Natalie's not walking out of here um, so Aunt Lydia leaves after she sees that Natalie's okay, well as, ca- as okay as she needs to be and um this is when June starts to crack and she's like, Aunt oh, Lydia, like I want to go home. Please take me out of here." And Lydia is like, "Uh-uh. You go home when she goes home. You know, you are horrible to her. You and your friends. Like this right. is basically this is what you deserve." And June's like, "I'm not well. I don't feel good." And she's just like, "You know what, girl? I believe in you. You can stick it out. God doesn't give you any more than you can handle." And I was like, yeah, I can't say I. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I, yeah, yeah. She, she, but I,
1: I do like. I feel like she had to try though. It's June, yeah. so she had to say something before she walked out. Like she had to try. But also going back to the um them in mm-hmm. certain like the tube and everything, it kind of made me like this whole episode um kind of made me think about like again just them reiterating how important mm-hmm. the children yes. are, the babies are in the society. Because you know, if you think on a daily basis in our society, like you hear on the news all the time you know mistreatment of children and people getting these like barely mm-hmm. getting charged you know it's just crazy stories going on with kids these days and i just find it you know interesting how you have your yeah. reverse in this tv show to kind of show that like hey if you're not
0: down with the cause of protecting the kids of you know having yeah. babies in the future then you out you know yeah, they're not exactly. worried about protect it protect the children at all costs so the doctors leave um, lydia leaves um and the doctor that was finishing stitching up um natalie's knee he disposes a scalpel and june is eyeing that scalpel and that disposal box she was just like okay light bulb uh (laughs) yep playing and playing so that night june's in bed um so we this is the first time we see her not kneeling um out of her uniform she's in bed her hair's down but she can't sleep obviously because she's nuts now um so so she gets up (laughs) She begins to dig for the scalpel out of that disposal box. And this is the scene that actually grossed me out. And when she lifts her finger up, there's like oh. a used needle stuck in her index finger. And I was like,
1: oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what? I was like, it's so dirty and antsy oh, right now. Gross. So I like, I can't she pulls take it. The, the needle out like a G, goes back into the disposal box, pulls out the scalpel, and she's ready to go. Um, so she approaches Natalie's bed and she says, You don't fool me. I know you're gone already. So it's almost like she's convincing herself that she's not really murdering anybody. Natalie's gone. Um, so she reaches, you know, yeah. she takes a scalpel, reaches for her neck, and that's when we get a visitor. Here's Janine hopping on skipping on it. <laughs> To
1: save the day. Maybe hating on Janine, but she's always trying to save the day. you know,
0: Janine's in the hospital because she had another infection. So the doctor had to perform another procedure on her. So she stayed the night. She decides to, you know, pay June a visit right in the nick of time. Um... And we learned Janine kind of feels a bit responsible for what happened to Natalie. Um, you know, maybe she feels like mm. she could have handled her breakdown a little better. Yeah. Who knows? But Janine, this is not Janine's fault. This is June's fault. Um, but she, yeah. yeah. But that just shows
1: how she what kind of person she is, that she was really she really felt that bad, knowing that she couldn't do like what was you doing Why, you know what was she exactly. going to do while she was so, hitting her in head with know, a But she
0: tells Natalie, she's like, you know, I hope you can hear me. I forgive you and I hope you get better. So June tells her like she's not getting better. Um, so then sweetheart, the biggest sweetheart ever, Janine goes, Well, I hope you find peace. And I was like, Oh, we don't deserve her. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. She, she is like, if she exactly. don't make it to the end, I'll be so mad. If she'll, if she'll make um, it, so I'll be so June mad. June
0: tries to convince Janine that killing, like, you know, June's just like, you know, she's here. She can't hear you. um, You know, she, she she's being tortured here. We need to end it. So Janine, June is trying to prove to Janine, try to convince her that killing Natalie is the best option. And Janine's like, hold up. And for one, Janine is the sane person in this scenario. She's like, whoa, pop yep, your brakes. Yep. We can't do this. You can't kill her baby. You can't kill Natalie. What did she ever do to you? She's one of us. Um, and she asks, you know, June goes, okay, all right, fine. All right, you got it. And she asks June for the scalpel. Well, June refuses. So Janine gets pissed off and she's like, you know what? You are selfish. Like, when did you become like this? Everything's about you. Your problems. You know, you've you've changed. You're different, and I don't like it. And you know, June's like, get the f out. And I was like, oh, that's how you gonna do her. But she's right. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was like, you no, know, she all the way there. No lies, I, said. And, you know,
0: Janine is basically saying what we've all we, what we've all been saying all season long about June. She's selfish, everything's about yeah. her, everything's about her knees. What about other people? What about the women that are around her? She's responsible for a lot of the things that have gone on within the handmaids. Um, you know, the the uh of um of Matthew number one was it of Matthew, of Glenn number two, Lily, the one that blew up the red center. Yeah, um, yeah. she basically stood up for June because June was wilding out, she got her tongue removed, which caused her to go crazy and blow up stuff. Um, You know, she's responsible for what Matthew did. She's responsible for the deaths of the baker, for the death of the Martha, because she was worried about what she wanted. So Janine's basically calling a spade a spade. And she's like, you are not who you used to be. And I don't like it. And you know what? I respect Janine for saying that because someone had to tell that girl she was losing it
1: yeah and i'm and I'm curious about their relationship going forward because that was always one I feel like June forgot that that was always at least one besides the um handmaid who I can never remember her name that touched her on the knee when they were praying
0: well that I forget um, her name but there's a Robert too
1: oh yeah yeah Robert yeah I always felt like Janine was like the go-to though you know, like I always felt like beside you know after Emily and everybody left they thought, like they always hate each other's right, back I right, felt. Right. Like that was always somebody she could depend on, and like she would always could bring Janine back when Janine was having her crazy right. spells. But to see that moment go down, I was like, "What does that mean? Like, you know, in the future? Um, like, is she slowly just you know dwindling down, or Janine just needed to tell her about herself, and maybe like tomorrow she'll be fine, like she'll be over?" it. Well,
0: I we know we we do see later on the episode that June kind of comes back to herself. But even if June really had changed for th- back to her formal i feel like janine would still love her like janine's kind of like a child like she has a very short attention span that's true, <laughs> true yeah. So, yeah yeah she does you Yeah, know,
1: she'll i feel like she she'd probably get over it she, yeah. she'd
0: get over it but she did peep that home girl was out of line so she had to tell her like you you need to get it together okay um so <laughs> she leaves and thankfully june takes her advice and doesn't try to kill her she decides you know what i got bigger fish to fry Uh, Natalie ain't my problem at this point Um, I'm going to aim for something else so um, the following day the doctor basically gives a report to um, Natalie's family the family that basically owns her um, the future parents of her child Um, and he reports that the fetus is doing well Um, And then you see the little young, the young girls walk by in pink and the the husband, um, I guess his name would be Matthew, says like, are they going to come in here, those sick girls? And the doctor tells him they're not sick. They are basically um, here for an appointment. Um, They've essentially flowered and we're just, you know, checking out, making sure that they're um, ready to give, have children in the future. Um, So that's just like, that's just creepy in itself, knowing the society where young women as soon as they get their um, but it, I mean actually it's not anything new to be honest. I mean it happens all the time. Yeah.
1: It's just creepy the way they're it's it's creepy the way to them how it's like a business mm-hmm. sense, like a you know like you automatically like these girl I don't know how much and then like the girls probably do not have any awareness of what like they probably try to cloud it as much as they right. can or make it sound like real flowery and stuff. But it's like it's a no. Right. You know, it's just like you're you're basically your choice is gone at this yeah. period. When you become this, yeah, age. and it
0: kind of reminds me, like if we'll take it back to Game of Thrones, you know, when Sansa had to hide her her period because she didn't oh, want yeah, anyone yeah. to know that she had had her her menstrual cycle because now she was will able to have children um she would be forced to have children by Tyrion. um not that that's a bad option but you know (laughs) yeah yeah i still say that was not a bad option she didn't want anyone to know so it's kind of like this like these girls they get their periods um and i i see the beginning of um the society where maybe perhaps one day they won't have to use handmaids because these young girls are being trained to be wives right So, right they're right, early, yeah so yeah. hopefully when know their husbands come of age they have children together the natural way so who knows like this might actually be in a weird sense a good thing because these are women that can give birth naturally that are going to actually be married to these commanders and not their handmaids not that they have a choice but it's it's, it's a little better right, right. um Yeah,
1: it's some like little sliver of a silver lining in this weird society.
0: Um, And so um, June is basically kneeling there and she's plotting. She's plotting on everybody. (laughs) So she has her (laughs) scalpel of this in the face I yeah, like the, the face so she has her scalpel and she says like oh the wife <laughs> has prominent veins so maybe she should take her out and she's like oh well the husband has uh he has veins too not as prominent but th- they might be good or or you know what maybe I should take out the doctor let me let me start at the top um and then she's like eeny meeny miny mo and when she, as she says mo Serena walks in and she's like ding 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 we found her <laughs> <laughs> so June's like man bump all these people I know who I want to kill and um yeah she's like don't oh, forget it. everything else I just <laughs> said we just found her winner, winner chicken right dinner. Here. um so sh- you know they clear the room Serena asks or June asks to speak with Serena in private the wife's like don't do it the other wife yeah, she tried to tell her. She tried to tell her. <laughs> like, that one's crazy. And, June, and Serena's just like, eh, I'm good. So she she's like, what what is it of Joseph? And June's like, come closer. It's a secret. I don't know. <laughs> you never come
1: closer when somebody does that. Yeah. I'm like, is she, is she serious right now?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, Serena, I'd be like, no, you talk to me from over there. Um, right. <laughs> but she gets closer. And then June tries to get up, which is funny to me. Like, you're trying to murder somebody and you can't even walk um but she tries to get up yeah, and then she helps
1: her up i was like oh my god you gotta be kidding me right now <laughs>
0: right so serena helps her up and as she's like stumbling to try to like find her purchase um she slashes serena's forearm so serena's fighting with her and i'm like oh my god this is really happening and um yeah. but you know what june's been on her knees for probably two months at this point so she's really not a killer so serena gets the best of her and um June accidentally slices her hand open, and so Serena's like, you've lost your mind, like you've lost it Um, and I'm like, oh no, she about to snitch, so she runs (laughs) it's the end for June so she runs to the doctor and she tells him what happens, and it's Actually, at this point, that Serena's actually showing June of mercy. Um, she could easily have reported June for this. Like June would have been on the wall for this. But instead, she tells the doctor, like she's 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 out of pocket. Go take care of her.
1: They still need her for the. They still needed to bring um, Nicole back. That's though, right? true.
0: I mean, but do they really? Because at this point. So I'm
1: wondering. I'm like, is she still really safe by that? Like, she thinks she yeah, is. Yeah, I don't. Think or so. do they not need? Because me?
0: they basically okay. have Nicole where they want her. They're keeping her in Canada because they want to keep pushing this narrative and gain more power. And then basically, when Fred's ready, he'll be like, "All right, send her back." Um. So Nicole is not as safe as June thinks she is, and June is not as valuable valuable as she thinks she is. So the doctor is um he's this kind doctor. Um, and I don't know if you've ever watched The Shawshank Redemption. Have you ever seen a show? Yeah, it's been so long, but yeah, I've seen it. It's okay, been so long that we haven't seen it. He yeah. plays the guy, the young boy that gets shot by the warden. Oh
1: okay. Yeah, I was wondering if I'll play the And then else, he yeah. was
0: also in um Snow White. Um, a tale of terror with the uh, Sigourney Weaver. He was basically quote unquote one of the dwarves. So I just remember seeing his face. Um, oh, I didn't see that one, but yeah, he's. I was like, I know, but his face
1: just felt so familiar. to Yeah, me. yeah.
0: So he's he's been in some a couple things. Um, so he, you know, he 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 calms June down. He takes the scalpel. He he sits her down on her bed, and he you know stitches her up, and they kind of have um a moment, and um he basically tells her like um, you know I'm not gonna report you you know I I took an oath and June's like yeah do no harm Um, and then she kind of tells him like do no harm but you're torturing Natalie and he tells her like she's not my patient the baby is Um, and they kind of share a commonality Um, we learn that the doctor actually knows uh, June's mother, Holly, Holly Maddox, she said she was scary, <laughs> and she could see why why June took a swipe at Serena because she's just <laughs> like her mom. Um, and they kind of talk things out and June eventually confesses to him that she wanted to kill Serena. She wanted to kill Natalie. She even wanted to kill him. Um, that's when he's like, I knew it was a bad idea keeping you in this, this hospital room, you know, your brain atrophies and it creates despair. Um, and then he asked June, like, how long have you been suicidal? And June's like, you mean homicidal? He's like, no, suicidal. Because <laughs> any of the things you did today that that you've confessed to thinking right. about would have gotten you on the wall. So how long have you been feeling this way? And she tells the doctor, like, I've been feeling this way since I learned that I would never, you know, see my daughters again. Um, and then she kind of tries to talk to the doctor again about Natalie, like she's someone's kid, like she's someone's child. Um, You know, I'm hopeless, but like she she deserves more than this. And um, but like even in this moment, I don't think she's saying this because she truly cares about the state of Natalie. I think she's saying this because she wants someone to end Natalie so she can leave. Um, So he says, like, you know what? Um, I honor the handmaid by ensuring her her child lives. And then he asks June, which is kind of a clarifying moment for her. How will you honor your daughters? And um, he walks out and he kind of gives her a smile on the way out. And I was like, good point. Like, how will you honor your daughter? Yeah,
1: I like that. Because you can tell something snapped in right. her. I, like, you, I feel like the whole episode flipped for her yes. after that. Which I like that he was able... It was interesting that he was the person that was able to do that for yeah, her. Yeah, I mean,
0: he's a doctor, so... <laughs> but yeah, a stranger that she doesn't know kind of brought her back down to reality. Um, yeah. You know what? They should probably think about giving handmade therapy. I feel like that would be great for that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause he's not really like, yeah. Cause even though he's a doctor, I feel like they're still very programmable yeah. in a way yeah. in the society. So for him to go on the therapy tip of being a doctor, I thought was like really interesting. Like for him to like actually, or you know, like just to, like you said, the fact of right. like even stitching her up, you know, she was like, you didn't have to stitch me up and all that kind of stuff. Just for him to be that person in
0: this like weird society is, yeah, he's is interesting basically- to me gave her a kindness who was kind to her and that's something she hasn't had in a long time especially from someone in authority everyone in authority has been using and abusing her so for someone to take their time to talk to her to comfort yeah. her to kind of give her food for thought that's something that june needed um so the next scene um june's in bed she's all stitched up and she starts to hear alarms go off so she gets up and she sees uh she basically pulls back Natalie's covers and there's blood seeping from between her legs which anyone who's who's had children knows blood is a no-no uh, so the doctors rush him Obviously, Natalie is not going to give birth the natural way. She can't push a baby out. She's brain dead. She's in a coma. So they actually give her a C-section, which I'm very familiar with because I also had a C-section. So, you know, you you get cut open, which they showed. (laughs) Your organs get pushed to the side. Uh, Again, again, I was looking. I was looking away from the screen. (laughs) Yeah, your organs get pushed to the side. They cut through all these layers. They pull out a baby. Um, So June is looking on. Initially, you know, the baby comes out because this baby is actually premature. Um, And the doctor had said earlier something about his lung capacity wasn't excuse me it wasn't where it should be but they can always put him in the NICU right. whatever so the baby comes out you don't hear a cry um, but you see the other doctors take the baby to decide and they resuscitate him and he's alive and well and it's like praise be a beautiful baby boy which I thought was interesting because I'm pretty sure Natalie said that she was having a girl but that's neither here nor oh, yeah, there
1: I didn't yeah, did think they were saying something about a girl but yeah that is yeah, interesting which
0: yeah. was the source of her worries um, but now that she's having a son he has a lot more opportunity in Gilead so maybe it was a good thing little baby boy came out um yeah. so now that natalie has done her job. She gets stitched up and the doctor says, like, stitch her up and need the practice. Um, she's, But she's not going to last much longer. But now that I really did not like that line, by the way. Yeah. That was one of those lines for me. Like, I mean, you
1: understand because she's brain dead, but I just, the way he phrased, like, I don't know, just the way he phrased it. Yeah. And it's already an
0: emotional point. I was like, come on now. Yeah. She's, I mean, June said she's a vessel. She's not a human anymore. Um, So, she, you know, they're just going to stitch up the vessel. So at this point, you know, Natalie's given birth. She's on her way out this world essentially so june is allowed to leave um so june's packed up she's she's she walks out of the hospital room and she's in a hallway and she sees one of the little girls in pink um the little girl's nice she's like oh can i help you because she sees that june is struggling with her luggage and they start to talk and uh she asks you know june like did you just have a baby and she's like no i was here visiting a friend um the girl's like oh i hope she's okay um and then she tells June that she's there because she you know she just got her period and you know one day she'll be able to have children. And June asks her like is that what you want? And the girl says like yes, very much. Very unconvincingly. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think anybody right. at yeah, like, 11 or anything 12 anything years old that she's saying, yeah. wants to be a mother. I mean, I think you always want to be a mother, but not this way. Uh, not in this right. like uh, uniform yeah. like cookie cutter procedural way nobody wants to have kids that way you don't want to be looked at as a machine like popping babies out um so right. they kind of have a moment and then the girl gets called back by a, a martha Mar- i want to say a martha but it was an aunt and it was like rose the girl's name was rose so june walks out and this is the first this is almost like you know we talk about birth the fact that natalie gave birth um June almost had a rebirth herself, and this is the first time she walks out of this hospital. She sees daylight. It's yeah, raining. Yeah. She, you know, the rain hits her on her face. I don't know what's up with people and freedom and rain, <laughs> but but <it, laughs> like, you feel know, like in the Shawshank Redemption, you know, when Andy got free. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you do have some rain. rain. That's, That's like always rain. when you have those um, are like, oh, weird, even like in the fifty somewhere. shades
0: movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but when she first meets Christian and she kind of like her inner goddess yeah. gets tickled, she comes outside and it's the rain. <laughs> so I was like, What is up with people? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, it's like you always have
0: yeah, yeah, like this is like, like you also have rain, the water seed of me. some sort. Um and so she uh she she sees aunt lydia she greets aunt lydia and as she's walking towards aunt lydia she sees a row of little girls with their with their wives i mean with their the with wives who are their mothers essentially um and she has to change her heart you know she tells aunt lydia like i i should i should stay you know i should be with her until the end and aunt lydia is very pleased with her she's like you know go with go in grace of joseph and june's like i'll try <laughs> um so she goes back inside and then we have another scene so Aunt Lydia you know she's there to pick up June but she's also there to pick up Janine so Janine's like oh, I love how Janine is so childlike so Janine's on in, on this hospital bed swinging her legs um, <laughs> and Aunt Lydia asks her you know how are you doing how did the procedure go everything is well Um, and and you know she's she has this patch over her eye like this um, gauze and Aunt Lydia's like I have something for you because she knows that Janine has been very insane. Secure and uncomfortable with her appearance ever since she got the crappy out of her um, with the tomato can. So <laughs> Aunt Lydia. <laughs> yeah, who'd who have thunk a tomato yeah, that's can to that, that was crazy. All right, uh weapon of choice. So um, stay away from them tomato cans. Aunt Lydia gives her a gift, she gives her a red patch, which is another kindness that's given to Janine. And Janine's so happy. So she puts on this eye patch, she's so excited. She's like, I look like a pirate a space pirate and they start to laugh and i i really do love the relationship (laughs) between janine and aunt lydia like that's almost like that's literally like a daughter to her like that's her wayward like you know childlike uh daughter that she's always like trying to love on but then you know she beat up on her but it's all out of love you know she just wants her to, to, to to be a good handmaid Right, yeah, but I, I do it's like when like they have love, these I'm moments where iron. they're just laughing and smiling. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, That was a cute moment, yeah. Yeah, it was a cute yeah. moment. I mean, you need some you, need, yeah, you need like, some of moments in this so, world, in the this next uh, scene, society where you can June laugh a little bit. June is
0: at uh, Natalie's bedside. She, for once, apologizes to Natalie for being so cruel to her. And she's like, I'm sorry for what I did. You know, I was angry. Gilead took everything from me. So, we see, you know, and this has kind of been a, a theme throughout the series, how Gilead turns you into a monster. Um, you know, we saw that with Moira when she murdered that, uh, that commander in a sleep, or even with um, Emily, when she murdered that wife who did nothing to yeah. her, but the fact that she was a wife, um, Emily poisoned her to death or, you know, so we see how good people are turned into these monsters because Gilead literally took everything they had from them. Um yeah, you can only take so much. Yeah, and you can only take right. so much as what a person. To like, what this so dishes out, you can only like, take so much. you had a beautiful baby boy. He's a fighter just like you. And he doesn't deserve to be here. He deserves to be free. And this is when another light bulb goes off in June's head. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to get them out. I'm going to get all of them out. So she's going to get the children of Gilead out. She doesn't know how, but she promises Natalie that she will do this. Um, And you know They deserve to be free And this is when you're like finally <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I really
1: like Yeah I really like right. this and it's, I was like finally she has a mission Like a purpose just now Hannah. It's not just So she about can her. have something about to like, put her energy back into um, So
0: she basically says like we've gotten everything taken from us Now right. we're going to do it back to Gilead They should know how this feels It's their turn to hurt So for once June's mind is in the right place. She's not just thinking of herself and her family and her woes, she's thinking of everybody. No one deserves to be here, least of all children. So she has a plan in motion to, or planning to get these children out. Um, and then she starts to sing to Natalie. And she sings, like, heaven is a place on earth. Um, because, and then you hear, like, slowly as her heart rate slows down, she's on her way out of this world. Um, and she's comforting her. And she's telling her it's okay. And she sings to her. So it's, like, the one kind thing that she's ever done for Natalie. Um, and I almost wish she was awake for this. To see that somebody cared about her, even at the
1: yeah, because she you can yeah yeah you can yeah, tell the last did. her going crazy was just she really needed somebody to be yeah. there, like that it's okay and everybody just was like no like
0: everything that you thought yeah, so, was just a no so um, yeah you know I wish yeah that wasn't really, I really like that redemption. moment and I, like I said my complaint with this series is that June's. A journey to redemption. She's kind of stepping on brown and black people to get to get there. Um, so it is a little white savior trophy to me. Um, yeah, but uh, at least it kind of humanized Natalie because. I hated her. Like, I couldn't stand her character throughout the entire series, but this really humanized her and it really made me think like, she wasn't yeah. a bad person. She didn't do any of the things she did because she was evil. If anything, June has done evil things, like truly evil, villainous things. Natalie is a product of her environment. She did everything she could to survive. She just wanted to get by and, you know,
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yes. I um I read an interview. I think her name is Ashley Latrope, the actress that plays her. Um, I read an interview where she was saying like the way she thought of the character was yeah. Natalie truly believed, you know, and what you know, it believed in Gilead. Like she truly like that was her mindset, that was her focus, yeah. and you know, and she thought like you had said before, she thought she was helping June. You know, she thought if she played, you know, if she followed the rules, and then just to have that split second where. Everything that she thought, like to have a possibility where your baby cannot be in this society, Mm -hmm. you know, can have a choice Mm -hmm. if it was a girl, just flipped everything that she believed in and so to have all that flip you just lose your mind you know like you just go crazy like what happened to her and in um fish and loaves, you know just to to have like yeah, exactly. everything that she got you know, was your reality and what she was she was thinking, thinking you about giving
0: these baby she never once thought oh wait would have had have a daughter um but she did definitely and i've said it before she believed truly in this society and this ideal her goal was just to make children just to rebuild this world um and You know, she obviously is a vulnerable person and she was preyed upon by this society and she was used and abused. And you really cannot blame her for doing the things that she did. Um, I really do think she was kind of like innocent in all this. And not to say that June isn't either. June is equally a victim of this. But I feel like June still retained a part of herself throughout this whole time, um, except for when she lost it completely. Um, But like June was still yeah but even like serena said it like you were supposed to be <laughs> the strong one yeah, so june was always a strong handmaid she never conformed to the society she did just enough to get by whereas yeah, yeah uh of matthew natalie was all in like she really believed this so i almost she's like a wayward sheep. like i really can't blame her for anything she did at this point yeah i, I look at her almost like janine as a child um whereas hmm yeah, I, I, and I, I wish yeah, and that I miss her I was re- talking about redeeming her arc wasn't her going into a coma and being brain dead. I, I,
1: yeah, yeah, that's what I really hated. Yeah, that's. But I mean, what? I guess I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming they have a point for yeah. this, but again, like you were saying, just with the black actors and actresses that we've been casting. Um, that's what got me last episode. I was like, well, why? I mean, you kind of broke it down and explained cause they were in the grocery store, right, yeah. you know, where there's so many vulnerable people to their society open and she's waving a gun around. But I just was trying to think of so many ways. I was like, I just wish there was so many other options right. they could have did. I would just, you know, just to keep her like quieter, subduer you know being the fact exactly. that she was pregnant too yeah, you know you had I mean, no idea I mean, like I mean, the reality you know what i was going to do to the baby was
0: used as a stepping zone for June's character to basically woman up and revolutionize um but she was also right right um something that brought her down to reality basically yeah. Natalie's arc broke June down to build her back up um so that was the purpose of it, it i just like i said yeah she right yeah and she played that
1: role yeah, yeah. she did a good job because to had to have you feel sorry for her in like split seconds was amazing mm-hmm. like to have you like be getting tired of her talking yeah. i mean i like, wanted her to get pushed in front of so she, the fact that right, i was like, like oh. is she onto
0: something oh natalie why you didn't deserve this uh-
1: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, she acted the mess out of that role. Her short term in that role. Yeah, she acted because mm-hmm. I was, she had a, She had me going. Like, she had us going. Like, we were like, why is she talking? Why she keep yeah, talking exactly. to June about stuff? And then all of a sudden, you just felt like so bad. For, yeah. like, you know, yeah,
0: for, like, just yeah, her definitely. character, her role. So, so, yeah, that was, yeah that so, was, so that still was, still was the end of the episode. I like that part. Um, I like we how they went there. Um, the sound of the machines as, basically, uh, Natalie takes her last breaths Her heart stops working, blah, blah, blah. So sad ending for what well, could have been a great character. But for the material that she was giving, the actress did an amazing job. So shout yeah. out to her. um So, so next week we will discuss. Um, Basically, June's out the hospital now, um, and Gilead, or not Gilead, Boston is getting a visit from Commander Winslow. Um, This actually, (laughs) this worries me a little bit, because you know when she was in D.C., she noticed how severe it was, and we're like, well, at least Boston is a little bit more loosened up. Well, apparently not. Apparently they're going to try to start bringing those policies back to to, to the to New England. So um we will discuss that next week. Um but let's get into some of our Twitter Twitter reactions. Um, and I, I've noticed people are very um oh, yeah, responsive so towards of Matthew, towards Natalie's character. She's basically a character you love to hate. And in my case, hated her up until she got, you know, shot up, run up and yeah, done up. Yep, and then exactly. I felt bad for her. <laughs> so we're gonna look at some reactions. So the question that we posed <laughs> on Twitter was, would you have forgiven of Matthew slash Natalie, or would you have gone full on mean girl like June? And you, for the most part, everybody was like, uh, nah. So, uh, but some people, I like some people's opinions. So um, who was it? Shantae at Key (laughs) underscore, it's slow, said I would have slapped her. So it's like, I would have smacked her and that would have been the end of it. Which is basically, when June (laughs) choked her out, that probably should have been the end, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I really mm-hmm. thought that was... I
0: honestly thought that was going to be in. I honestly yeah. thought she was going to a And so the Keeper of secret moment, says... Uh, you know, keeper of Siobhan not. Nell, says, I may not have gotten that far, but given the atmosphere, it would have been chal- would have been a challenge for her to be my walking partner. Agreed. That's true. in um, it time says, at Khalifa Dawn, uh, she didn't That's deserve true. that yeah, kind of death. Yeah. Which... I agree. She didn't. She didn't deserve that. Um, and then Dominique Tipper at uh, yeah. mi 55 Tipper says. It's hard to say while existing in that awful oppressive environment. I would like to think that I was forgiven but boy. <laughs> so she's saying um, you know, she she would like to think yeah. she'd be forgiven but we don't know about that. And then uh, Tinker Shell at Michelle M says, um, I wouldn't have forgiven her until she was truly remorseful with a full understanding of what she did. I would have mean girled her. I wouldn't have mean girled her but, I, it, but it would be chilly. So she's saying she would have had a cold shoulder, but they wouldn't have bullied her. Um and, and,
1: yeah, so she would yeah. like and the quiet at, show, area like girl. At area area underscore girl says, too, I far.
0: would not forgive her, but I would have given her a hot slap until next Tuesday. <laughs> if she survived it i would let her be that would have been fair which <laughs> uh june did chalk her out so that should have been the end of it i mean it's kind of like how guys act, you know a lot of guys like they'll get into it like my brother yeah. he'll get into it with his friends and they'll fight and they'll be over it like let's just let's just beat each other up yeah. Right. Um. And then someone else going to a little the, bit more. Apparently, humanity. June holds those grudges. Um, at Monica at Culture Denizen says, "I felt bad for her as it all played out. She was a busybody and couldn't mind her business, but she's a victim just like the rest of the women. June is another problem, though. Her arc is just like so many other white characters with problems. There are there there are the only ones that matters. So what we've been saying all along, um." You know, a very white feminism, mm. looking out for yourself, not yeah, really talking yeah. about the people around you, stepping on other bodies, brown, black bodies, to get where you need to be, um, is a bit problematic. So, um, luckily for us, The Handmaid's Tale was renewed right. for a fourth season. Um So I'm hoping with the feedback that they're receiving on Twitter and even on podcasts like this, that they really do, that we, you know, maybe we see more commanders that are of color. Maybe we see more wives of color change up the narrative see these or even see handmaids yeah, Martha's to kind of change it up going yeah. to be used as plot devices to further june along like they should be main characters just like her yeah with their own stories to tell or even just give us more focus on luke and moira because they've basically faded into right. the I, was, I
1: started thinking about that yeah i was like what are they like where's their storyline right in?
0: exactly so um I'm not sure what our question will be for next week. Um, maybe I'll just come up with a tweet and we'll we'll address it then. But we we'll look be on the lookout for questions, unless you have something, Ryan.
1: Um, well, I was gonna say I don't know. You might can add to this, but I was just kind of mm-hmm. thinking about who, if um, listeners want to give us their opinion of who they think June is gonna align with next. Now that she okay. has his mission you know, mm-hmm. to bring the kids back? Like, who would be, like, would she go back to the Lawrence side? Like, she's going to try to see if she can play them some
0: more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will say, I don't, you haven't watched Ahead just yet, um, but okay. she does align herself with people. Um, okay, all right. But... So they, can,
1: they can cheat on that one if they know <laughs> already. Okay.
0: Or like what would be the best method? Is her current method the best way of of actually getting these children out? Should she go with people of powers? Should she align mm-hmm. herself with this What should she do? Um so we'll talk about it next week. Next week is gonna be an interesting episode because we kind of see Joseph Lawrence get himself into a little bit of trouble. Um uh and I don't know. Oh if he's... man,
1: he's getting in trouble. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see this one.
0: Cause you know he never he doesn't sleep with his handmaids he does not participate in the ceremony, and so now we got the big bosses coming in town. They see oh, that he has man. the yeah. his children. They're gonna want to know why aren't you participating in the ceremonies with your handmaids? Like that's a requirement. Um, so they're actually um might have to force June to to uh oh boy her breaches basically so we'll we'll see but um next week should definitely be interesting um but this was a great episode um it was very claustrophobic it was very centralized between this one character june but despite the fact that i'm not a fan of how natalie's storyline ended it did kind of give her some grace and some honor some dignity at the end so right thank you for that um but we'll be back next week discussing um so if you guys have any thoughts reactions answer our twitter question you can add us at black girl nerds at black girl geeks at bgn podcast or our own twitter handles at melanin mommy 2816 and ryan is at november bear so see you guys next week thanks bye bye guys The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audio Boom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.